Welcome back to the What's Your More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris. And today we want to take a couple of minutes to talk about a report that we briefly spoke on last week. But as we holidays had passed, I got an opportunity to review it a little bit further. And it has a lot more details in there that, that I left out. And, and the reason I left those out is because it really wasn't in, uh, enough time between we talked about the report coming out that day and then during the holiday, getting a chance to kind of review it. And the reason I did is because, you know, sitting around on Black Friday, you know, you, you, you're sitting around, you just got done with Turkey Day on Thursday, and you're watching all of these advertisements. I'm sure everyone's inbox is just filled with, you know, savings, right? And uh, attracted sales to get you to spend money. And I thought about, okay, between Black Friday and Christmas, this is one of the highest retail spending portions of uh, of the year. And so then I said, well, this consumer spending report just came out a week ago. Let's dive into it. And the report is issued by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. And inside this report, one of the details that was released was that for the first time in a decade, we had one of the lowest levels of households in America that could afford an expense of $2,000 or greater, meaning that um, about 35% of America households, if they had to take on a $2,000 expense unannounced, they couldn't afford it. They wouldn't be able to come up with that money right now. And uh, that's at the lowest level in a decade. That That's that's kind of talking to what we've been talking about and this lack of strong economy. Uh, it's what we've been talking about with the credit card debt. And I'm going to get into that in a minute because there's some really good stuff that came in from this. And it's also what we're talking about with the, uh, this, the credit markets in general. And we keep saying the Federal Reserve is going to go till they break something. Uh, there's a lot of cracks in this financial system. And we specifically have been talking about the consumer credit system. And so I'm going to shed some more light on that because I think this is a pretty uh, astonishing figure. So this is the lowest level since 2013. Um, and where most of the data says is that it suggests that if you're under the age of 40, that's the households that are having the biggest problem under the age of 40. Now, that also coincides with some of the uh, student loan debt we're going to talk about as well. But that 58% of that group said they could manage it. So 58% of that group said, yeah, we got that $2,000, no problem. But that leaves 42% that can't come up with that in that age group at 40 and below. That's significant. And inside this, the share of card seekers, so we're talking about credit cards right now, people that own a credit card or not, I guess you don't own a credit card, you have a credit card, but people that have a credit card, they're going to their credit vendors, if you may. So they're going to Chase, they're going to American Express, Discover, Visa, et cetera. And they're saying, hey, I need an increase in my credit line. Now that means they've maxed out the credit card and they need an increase. And so they're requesting it at a rate of 18% of cardholders, regardless of your age, 18% of the cardholders in America requested a credit limit increase just last month. Just last month. So I think that that's pretty uh, relevant because last year it was a grand total of 11%, which was up before the year before. So we see this increase happening. We've seen the spin rate happening. This is kind of what we've been talking about on the show. And there, there's going to come a point when those lines get cut. And what we're seeing right now is that a lot of the credit scores that are tied to that increase suggest that they're lower than the national average as well, which means there's probably other issues happening inside of uh, of the household. So that, that's, that's interesting. Also, we're seeing one of the highest rejection rates of new applications in the credit market as well, meaning um, the report suggested that the rejection rate for credit cards, auto loans, and mortgage loan refinances. Now, that's important, mortgage loan refinances were up in 2023 and exceeded those of 2022, meaning that people are trying to get their hands on cash. Now, a car loan is different. You're trying to get a car loan. But if you're looking for a cash out refinance and you're looking for a credit card, that means you're trying to get money to either fulfill the lifestyle, 
to live on, pay off other debt, probably going to be one of those first two. That's an issue. That's a big issue. We've been talking about that. About one in every five card applications were rejected this year. So out of five applications, one of them, that's a 20% rejection rate. Uh, refinance rejection rate was at 16% this year up from 9.9% in 2002. And I think as we get into this this next portion of what I want to talk about, this is interesting because the credit scores that are attached to those things I'm saying are suggesting that they are below the United States average, suggesting that there are issues of default going on in other areas. So an additional report we got to this was the report on, I'll pull it up as I'm talking, was on student loan debt. And it suggests that as the student loans were suspended during that three and a half year window where no payment had to be made, a lot of the people that had student loans took on credit card debt. They took on more automobile payments and they took on obviously buying a house and they established budgets under the assumption that the suspension of the payment may go on and on and on. We've talked about that. Well, right now, after student loan payments have restarted, we're only one full month. Actually, we're 45 days into, but one full month, 45 days in of student loans having to be repaid. 1.4 million Americans are risking default on debt, on student loan debt, 1.4 million. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a person that could be one of those 1.4 million, please pick up the phone, call your servicer, work with them to make sure that you're not part of that. There are so many unintended consequences that if you default on a student loan debt, that are going to follow you for years to come and they are very hard to overcome. At this point where we are in our credit markets, it just is cannot default on that student loan debt. Work out a payment plan, work out some sort of um, you know, subsidizing of the payment that you can make inside of your budget. But whatever you do, not default on that. Again, the age groups associated with that are the same age groups I was talking about earlier at 40 and below. And this is an issue that we're starting to see credit card defaults up. We talked about it from you know, the previous podcast uh, a couple of days ago. We talked about how it's the leading default rate in America. And then second is auto. And auto is just, it's a distant second. It's not even close. So I, I wanted to bring these up because... As we go into that spending season, you know, are retail sales going to be higher than expected or are they going to be lower? And uh, are we going to, as, 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 as individuals, have that guilt spend we talk about, you know, where you're guilty during the holidays, you want to buy gifts because you feel this needs you have to. But there's a lot of data suggesting that might not be a good idea this year. And, you know, and, and there's a lot of things to be thankful for and a lot of things to go through as you would come out of the Thanksgiving holidays and, and the need to spend like this and these Black Friday deals and these Amazon Prime deals and all that. I mean, I woke up this morning and I spent literally after Black, uh, Black Friday, I spent 15 minutes unsubscribing. I was like, how in the world did I get this many emails? I don't even shop a third or half these products. I don't know how they got in my inbox, but they got there. But I know, I know it's tempting, but there are some things that we need to take into consideration as your household budget and what you're doing. And if you're one of those that can't afford that $2,000 budget, I mean, $2,000 expenditure, then I'm speaking to you right now. And so what I would ask that you do in this is that work with your servicers, work with, if you're one of the student loan debt individuals work with your servicer. Also work with your credit card companies. You'd be amazed how much they want to work with you and not against you if you have issues on your credit cards versus just asking them to increase the the spending uh, barrage that is happening right now. So all right, we're going to break for a commercial and then I'll be back here with uh, this, this really interesting take on the Thanksgiving holiday. 
I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. The team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. So pretty much every year at Thanksgiving, I get this amazing email from the Garrett McCauley Company. And uh, it's a group out of Texas and uh, part in Texas and part in San Francisco. Hope to get you know, Mike McCauley on the show. He's a wonderful, wonderful person, knows a lot about the financial markets. Um, but they send this email out and they kind of add to it every year a little bit. But I've read this numerous times to my, my own team and to other, you know, offices that I go and speak at. And uh, the response is great. So I want to share this with you guys because, you know, coming out of the Thanksgiving holidays, you know, there's a lot of things to be thankful for, you know, whether you're, you're stuck in your house with your family and friends. And I say that funny because, you know, my grandmother always said family's like fish. After two days, it starts to stink. So if, if you were one of those, you know, I get it. If you had family in town and uh, God rest her soul, but she nailed that one. Um, but I also look at like how thankful we can be for the things that we currently have. You know, the first part of this podcast, we talked about the spend rate. We talked about, you know, all these things that, that, that people are spending money on that they want. Some of it's maybe necessity to live, right? But I, I, I tend to think that we're overspending on items that probably we don't need as much of. Um, so I got this because we always compare ourselves to other things, other people, things we want, who we are, who we aren't. And uh, I love this because uh, this really kind of sums up like the Thanksgiving holiday. And I think about this right after Thanksgiving. And, and oftentimes I read this uh, to my family as well. So oh, without further ado, I'll go ahead and read this here. It's about three minutes. So it starts with, how's your health? Not so good. Give thanks you've lived this long. Are you hurting? Millions are hurting more. Visit a veterans hospital or a hospital for children to appreciate what you have. When you woke up this morning, were you able to hear the birds sing, use your voice, walk to the breakfast table, read your iPhone, your iPad, or whatever electronic device you take news in on? There are a lot of people today who are deafblind, paralyzed, or unable to speak. How's your financial situation? Not so good. Most people on this planet have no welfare, no food stamps, no pension, no health insurance. In fact, hundreds of millions of people in the world go to bed hungry each and every night. Are you unhappy? Go out of your way to smile at people you bump into during the day. And be kind to everyone. For everyone you might bump into could be fighting a hard, lonely battle at some kind. Are you unhappy with our government? Don't let it bother you. Our system has been saved over and over again by people who have worried about our nation. And worry not. You can still worship at a place of your choice, cast a ballot in secret, and criticize your government. Hundreds of millions of people live where there is no, where that's not the case. Where casting and criticizing the government leads to a midnight knock on the door. Are you worried about interest rates being so high? Are you concerned that your net interest margin keeps dropping? Are you discouraged by all the new regulations and the resurgence of the CFPB? Don't worry, things will work out. We're Americans, probably the most optimistic people in history. This is America where all things are possible. Your hard work and persistence got you this far, and that will allow you to survive the current and future hard times. And let us be thankful for the troublemakers and agitators. People like Patrick Henry, John Stark, John Brown, Sam Adams, Tom Paine, Susan B. Anthony, and Martin Luther King Jr. 
Without them, we'd be a lesser country than we are today. Progress comes not from the contended, but from the people who push for something better. We should be thankful for the food before us and remember those who go without food. We should be thankful for the friends we have and remember those who are friendless. We should be thankful for our health and remember those with poor health. We should be thankful for our families and remember those without families. Let us be thankful for what we have and not be unhappy with what we don't have. Let us be thankful for who we are and not waste time thinking about who and what we wish we were. And let us also remember that while American families may look different than they did in the 1942 Norman Rockwell painting from the famous Thanksgiving scene, we all share common values as Americans. For let us be thankful during Thanksgiving and that time that we shared with our family. There's too much resentment, anger, and hate throughout this land. Let's remind ourselves that there is so much more we have in common as Americans than this what, than what divides us currently in this country. This is something we all need to focus on as we move into 2024. And even if our families just came to America, we should all be thankful for the pilgrims who survived those early years of hardship to eventually lead us to the greatest people and the greatest nation we are proud to be as Americans. Guys, I hope that resonates with you. I hope that uh, you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving and I hope you get a chance to sit back, reflect on the gratitude and the things you have in your life. And I just want to say I'm very grateful for my producer, Charlie, for our friends and our family and for our audience that tunes into this. Have a great rest of the week and we'll see you back at What's Your One More. I got one more shot, I'm gonna make it. One more chance, I'm gonna take it. I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it. I got one life to live, so I put all into it, yeah.